Listening to KAYT 88.1 FM, Gina Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna, Maranatha, and Natchitoches First Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in Alexandria and Natchitoches, Louisiana. We desire to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to a dying world in the final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. Into the presence of God, Jesus didn't say anything. Yeah, right. That's grace. Yes, sir. He could have took him out then at that particular time. But because, let me flip it so you can have some help today. Because we have a relationship with Christ, it means everything in the world when we leave here, we leave in our cars because we've been filled now because we came and gave worship. When we come and give God worship, something different happens because we take away from the worship experience the things which we place into worship. Well, once you come through these doors to give God what he's been looking for amongst his people, something different ought to happen to you when you leave 4517 South Middle. You can get back into your car and be fine now. Oh, I'm fine now. I don't got filled with his spirit. Now I can do the things that I thought I couldn't do. I'm not talking about the other stuff that you used to think the way you used to do when you used to do negative stuff. I'm talking about when God has taken a place inside of your heart, inside of your mind, inside of your spirit, inside of your soul. Now you can do what he said to do. We have to take this textual sarcasm that Herod is talking about with a grain of salt. This is a prideful, sarcastic, textual entanglement by a proud king. When times like this occur, and they will, there is no explanation of such a response to the ignorance of such royalty. In other words, let me put it in our language. Why he acting a fool? Y'all got that? Why is Herod acting a donkey? Who? Oh, you scared of a baby being born and you already king? Something wrong with that, church. The Magi from Luke's account saw something that had taken that they had taken for granted and would have been overlooked just by a mere first reading of this word. Go with me to Luke 2, 8 through 14. I want you to show you something. I just want you to look on verses 9 through 13 and 14, though, because Luke 2, 8 through 14, declares the glory of the Lord shining in the valley of the shepherds. Y'all remember this, right? So when you go to verses 9 and 13 to 14, and this is what happens. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. What time of day that was? It was nighttime. 
So now the glory of the Lord has shown up and it's like noonday. It's like noonday in the valley. Ooh, that'll preach right there. Anyway, <laughs> verse 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of what, everybody? Heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace and goodwill toward men. So when we really look at this thing, y'all, I got to give it to you because the Holy Ghost gave it to me on yesterday. In the valley in Bethlehem, the angels had already showed up yeah. to give the shepherds the declaration. Yeah, now, it's, it's lit up like it's noonday, but it's nighttime. Yeah. Watch this. The Magi saw what the shepherds saw where they were in the east. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't caught it yet. Yes, They're in the east, uh -huh. and they saw the light in Bethlehem. Yeah. They weren't close to where they were. Y'all not getting it yet. They saw the light way in the east where they were coming from. So they saw this. They were in Bethlehem. It's a great distance apart. So by the time that they saw this, they said, you know what? Something is wrong with our calculations. Because they were astronomers. Let me tell, take the reverb out. There was something that happened. Because astronomy is the study of how the heavenly bodies move. You got me? Astrology is the study of the heavenly bodies and how they interact with us. I don't know this, so that's just foolish. You already, you already know that's messed up already. Let me go somewhere else. Your horoscope can't tell you, I don't care if you are Cancer, Gemini, Virgo, Libra, Sagittarius, I don't care. It can't tell you how your reaction is Amen. or how the planets respond to you. Yeah. That's horoscope, isn't it? Yeah. That's astrology, isn't it? Yeah. And some of y'all going by that mess too, aren't you? <laughs> when you have God's spirit in you, you going to act the way God tells you to act on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the month of your birth. It won't matter. So these brethren, I'm talking about the Magi, these brethren, Elder Howard, these brethren were studying the stars. And wait a minute. They flipping pages because they learned how to study to show themselves approved. Something don't look right. And now from what the wise men had viewed was phenomenal. The wise men had seen a mysterious light in the heavens upon that night when the glory of God flooded the hills in Bethlehem. As the light faded, as the angels left, a luminous star appeared and lingered in the sky. Watch this. It was not a fixed star nor a planet. And the phenomenon excited the keenest interest of people that were studying at that time. That star was a distant company of angels, but the wise men were ignorant to it. Because remember, stars don't do nothing to coincide with humanity. Am I right about it? Yeah. Yet they were impressed that the star was of special importance. They consulted priests and philosophers, and they searched the scrolls of the ancient records. They were looking. Why, why is uh, the moon this year, uh, this particular month, and, and why is Jupiter over here? They were studying, y'all. Why is this, this change have come like this? 
Through dreams, they were instructed to go and search now for the newborn prince. Because remember, the wise men had been instructed in the east. They had far east, the Middle East. And now they're making their way to where? Bethlehem. You see, church, Herod said something that I don't believe a lot of us caught on to. He said, when you have found him. You see, he did not insinuate that you might find him. He did not give probable cause that you might find him. He did not portray hypocritical tendencies that you might find him. He says, when you find him, bring back word to me. Let me hang on this just for a minute. Because sometimes during this holiday season, some of us are going to have a when you have found him moment. What does that mean? It means uh, it indicates and defines a distinct and final reckoning of something or seeking something or somebody. So you got to have time when you're going to find God. What I mean when you have time? You got to spend time each day. How you going to find him? You're going to search for him. We're going to have devotion. Remember, we have that every morning. Amen. When we get used to I'm just taking the sidebar. Here's a commercial because I know you need this. Every now and then, you need to have devotion set up in your home. Amen. Because God is preparing you to meet some stuff before you even make it to start your car to go to work. Oh, I know I'm saying something to somebody. So by the time you get to the car and after you've cranked, you got to wait and pause because you got to let the angels do their job. Because they're moving in places, trying to make your way prosperous. Before you even get on the highway, I'm helping somebody to even go to work. God does his work while you're sleeping. Why? Because he don't sleep. He don't snore. You won't find him nodding on the job. God does exactly what he's supposed to do. He makes himself ready because you've already made your request known. And you know the same reason why you're sitting there in your car, why why you're sitting there shaking just for a little bit, DJ, before you get ready to go to work? The reason why, because God is preparing a table before the presence of your enemies. And God said, I got got to hold up because before you get to work, I got to make this thing right. So when they come in, when your haters come in hating on you, you go in there smiling. How y'all doing? (laughs) What's good? (laughs) So you you can be able to say that because you got some anointing on the inside because you spent time with God in the morning praying to him, waiting on an answer, hanging on his every word. So when you get into the car, you drive up, take your key out of the ignition, lock your doors, and you walk in, everything is good. You know why? Because you walk in with an entourage that nobody can see. So by the time you enter into the door, they begin to feel something different. I'm trying to talk to somebody. Because you walk with an entourage unseen. I'm not talking about what you carried from this past weekend. But you walk with one unseen. See, that's why we got to get used to coming to Jesus as we are, just weary, worn, and sad. But you got to find in him a resting place that he'll make you glad. So here this holiday season, brothers and sisters, you ought to have a when you have found him moment, moment because when you have found him, you'll know where you need to be. When you have found him, you'll know who you really are. When you have found him, you won't have an identity crisis. You'll know exactly who you really are. When you have found him, your perspective should change. 
When you have found him, your attitude will adjust. When you truly found him, your stance will be modified. When you truly found him, your approach won't be the same and your mind will be made up. Do I have any company in here today, Maranatha? These wise men have another twist on the story. And I just got to share it with you before I take my seat. This other, this other thing that they have to share is not only did they have joy in the search for him when they found the star, not only did they have joy when it didn't make any sense, but the last particular on this spin of this text, they had joy when their guidance gave them evidence. They were being guided, Dr. Howard, because as they were being guided, I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what the scripture's saying. (laughs) See, when scripture has guided you on your trek through your journey, you can refer back, Brother Pryor, and be happy that God took you the way he did. I wish I had some believers in this house, because if it had to be another way, no, God, I can't do this. I'm going to fold up my thing and I'm going to go about my business. But when their guidance gave them evidence, you can see this in the text. Go with me, verses 9 through 11 of Matthew 2. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen. Watch the movement. Watch the movement in the text. Watch this. The star which they had seen in the east went before them. Till it came and stood. Do stars have feet? (laughs) Came and stood over where the young child was. Watch this, verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down to worship him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, because the majority of us that have no holiday season, we think because it was three gifts, it was three wise men. The Bible doesn't tell us on how many were there. At every pause for the rest of the wise men's trek as they were making their way to Jesus, they stopped and searched the prophecies. Because remember, it took a while for them to come from the east to make it to Bethlehem. They didn't make it in a day. It took a couple of months. Are you with me, everybody? 